Hi Jo. Hi. How are you? <laughs> Good. How are you? Good. I've been wanting to have you on the podcast for a while now, and finally the day has come. So thank you for coming. You're very welcome. I'm very honored to be here. It would be a fair question to ask: Did you always wanted to become a chef? No. To be very honest, okay. I know most chefs have the story of like. Ever since I've been a little girl or a little boy, I, all I wanted to do is cook things. Yeah. I can list you a bunch of people that I know personally in this industry that, at age seven, they made like I don't know what kind of souffle and stuff. That's yeah. not my story. Um, my mom is always very proud when I say this part. It okay. Makes her very happy. So I will have to center this eventually. <laughs> um, my mom has always been a very very good cook, and not just a cook. Like she likes to host and. Um, um she has a great personality she's a she's a character we actually okay. have a lot in common and uh she'd always make it a thing like to to host lunch whether it was just after school or on weekends bring your friends over like everybody's always happy to come yeah. to her house yeah. she was always like big on putting things together yeah. plating and yeah. all of that yeah. stuff right so i just enjoyed being in the kitchen with her i didn't necessarily have The desire to cook myself, but I had that desire to be there with my mother and mm. help her as much as I can, mm. and just spend time with her in the kitchen. Okay. And if we paint my mother, she's not like that typical mom that just stands in the kitchen all day and cooks. My mom is gorgeous, and um, yeah, sort of like an entertainer and stuff. Yeah, so she yeah, kind yeah. of like felt off like. Feeding people, yeah. feeding us, you know. It's like an open kitchen uh, kind of a yeah, thing. Yeah, like she in. always, she always really enjoyed to like showcase her talents. And back in the days, you know, we didn't have internet except for the yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, like she would be at a dentist or something, and there's like a magazine, and she just like rip out a page of a recipe and then yeah. bring that home. And we didn't really have much to work with when we were um, younger. Um, my dad always tried to buy everything like in bulk. Okay. And yeah. you know, typical guy, he's yes. like, "Now we have many tomatoes. Now we have many potatoes." Yeah. And my mom was like, "Okay, I guess I'll work with the potatoes and tomatoes." And she would just store everything and come up in a way. And um, yeah, and I, from my other three sisters, was always present with her okay. in the kitchen, okay. um, uh, doing. I don't want to say the b word. The, <laughs> the <laughs> the sidekick job where yeah. you think you're gonna get yeah, a chance yeah, yeah, to actually yeah. cook something yeah. but all she makes you do is like oh you want to help me yeah um can you wash these dishes and i was like that's not boring that's not give me something right. interesting give me, give me something interesting give me fire give me something but yeah so that's kind of what happened and i i always like to eat so ever since i've been a, i've been a kid i've been Everything that I did was related to food. Okay. Like we go on the weekend to the promenade. All my sisters are excited for like getting a bicycle, doing this and that. And I was like the corn on the cob. Like that's that's what I want. You know. Yeah. Everything was always related to food. We're going to my grandmother's house. Everyone's excited to see grandma. I'm like, what is she gonna cook? It's yeah, always yeah, been yeah. it's the always been very old. food related. Yes. Um, different flavors and stuff. And especially growing up predominantly in Lebanon, I mean, we have such a nice, beautiful, rich cuisine. And then my mom, who obviously also likes to incorporate everything else from everywhere, so that was kind of like a beautiful marriage of food going on at the house. Yeah. So I really just got into cooking when I sort of like moved to Dubai, and I was here, and my sister was here, and we just missed 
home food. And this was in? This was in Dubai. This was in like 2010. Okay. Like we we weren't that family that would eat out. Yes. Like we'd okay. eat out twice a year okay. or else like, no, should we eating out? No. <laughs> so yeah, so I wasn't used to that concept. And I think also we, we grew up, like my mom always tried to be like, we eat fish once a week, vegetables, mainly um, meat and stuff. But it was always well balanced. Yeah. Like it always, there always had to be a balance of like, um, all other food types. Yes. So then coming here and seeing this delivery thing yeah. and um, I felt like everything I ate made me ill, you know? And you think, it was like, but I only ate rice and the stew and I yeah. only had this bread. But I mean, now that I've been in the industry, I understand why. But, you know, 14, 15 years ago, yeah. I was just like, no, I can't do this. Yeah. And obviously like how do you save money if you keep just every day spending on lunch and dinner yeah. and lunch and dinner and i mean you know these these fast food chain restaurants even if they're not like fast food but like just these okay, i'm not going to mention any names but whatever you know your your go-to restaurant in the area yes. that you work in yeah, yeah. nobody controls how much oil goes True. in their butter True. or if the vegetables are washed or not like i've seen Sometimes go like, okay, guys, we got to have service. Just just put the food out there, you know, and then things like E. coli go around and all these beautiful Mostly things. frozen things as well. Frozen things. Yeah. It's just, I know that this industry is fast paced. So yes. it's almost very hard to like, you know, meet, meet like at a price point, but also um, be healthy yes. and, you yeah. know, mindful. So, yeah, I was just like, Janet, we're going to start making food at home. And then it would be like, let's make kefta like mom does. Let's say this like mom does, like this like mom does. So all I constantly did is just mom sent me recipes. And like literally I have the, like my album and my phone, my mom's recipes when I ask her for something. Yeah. They're all written like on a piece of paper. Yeah. And mostly it says some garlic, yeah. some onion. I was like, yeah. but how much, how much, <laughs> how much is some? You Mothers know? <laughs> have this thing of just picking up stuff and just putting yeah. it in the pot, even though they don't know what's the measurements, it still no. turns out yum. Exactly. And this, this, this something, you know, is just, uh, and then you do it. And I would do this one dish, for example, five years in a row, and it was just wouldn't taste the same. And she was like, you didn't add enough of this. I was like, mom, but why don't you try to like nail down the proportions, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah so that's really how it started. And then I realized it wasn't just about making lunch or making dinner and then I also saw the the joy of like you know making it a thing with friends so honestly at least once a week I was like guys come on over and we all just make a meal yeah. um, I'm also a bit of a control freak so I don't really <laughs> let people help me in the kitchen so they're like let's help and I see them peel the onion or wrong way. I was like, let no, it's okay I will I will do it so I kind of just naturally fell into the role of like hosting you know getting better at dishes and then kind of like yeah just it kind of happened naturally that i developed a liking to it but did you think at that point that there was a possibility for you to have this as a for now no because i also work in media and advertising and that is a very demanding job you don't really get the freedom to go like oh maybe i would like to do something else at one point i knew this is not really what i wanted to do for the rest of my life yeah. i was i am pretty good at it yeah. um but like i needed something else to kind of like um 
how do you call it balance yeah. you know this and that i mean you it's it's also hard to be in a place like dubai and just fully go kumbaya i want to do what i want to yeah. do it's different when you're back home you know you can live with roommates or something yeah. or crash at your parents yeah. you don't have that luxury here you know you need to have a visa you need to have there's so many things that you need to yeah. have you need to have a steady income right so i think around 2015 i did realize though that i do not know what i want to do okay. but i don't want to do this um so when you say this this is the marketing and the just this yeah you know i felt like you know like an arab culture sometimes i feel like it is very common that nobody asks us what we want to do you go to school yeah. you graduate now yeah. you go to university what do you want to do i would like to be no 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 you what do you want to be you want to yeah. do marketing you want to advert nobody really asks yeah. you and then you're like okay advertising sounds cool yeah. okay now you need to work oh okay i need to work and then okay your sister's in dubai oh i will i will go to dubai and then you're in dubai and you're like where do you want to work now? I don't know. Where can the CV take me? And then you give it to all of your friends. Yeah, and then yeah. you could have been on the marketing side. You could have been on the supplier side. Yeah. You can be at the agency side. Yeah. And then one day somebody called me and said, come here. And I was like, okay, okay, you're doing this now. I'm like, sure. Yeah. What is this? We'll figure it out. We'll figure <laughs> yeah. And then you just find yourself like, well, I came in 2010. So like in 2015, I was just like, I'm just doing this job that I don't really think I want to do, yeah. you know, like, yeah. and I was looking at some people around me that are really like growing in that field and they're very passionate about that. Okay. And for me, it was every day, like a job from nine to six. I was not passionate about it. I was always passionate about now there is lunch. Now I would leave. You know, um, it's not like I was lazy or anything, but I I just knew I wasn't. It didn't give you that kick that you yeah. needed. Yeah. And I was actually a bit depressed at that point because it's like, I'd like to know what I want in life. I just didn't know anything. Like, I, I didn't know if I wanted to be here, not be here, if I wanted to be with someone, be on my own. Yeah. Like, what am I good at? What am I not? You know, and then you look around and like some friends are really good at singing. Some are really good at drawing. And it's like, yeah, I'm a little bit good at everything. But like, I, it's, I just don't feel I'm specialized in anything, yeah. you know, and I felt a bit like demotivated and like, am I just going to be someone or no one or anyone, yeah. you know, just one employee in this company. So then I just woke up one morning and it hit me. And I was like, this is not a bad place to be in, but I think I need to leave to figure out what I want. And I also have a terrible fear of being alone. So I was like, I am going to leave this place, stop relying on people around me and just shock myself the worst way possible. Travel to Bali. I know it's a cliche, <laughs> but I did Google safest place for women and Bali pops up as number one. Okay. Um, and just go to Bali, pack my bags. And then I got there and I sat in that hotel and I was like, what, what did I do? <laughs> sold my car. I sold everything. I had nothing. I had one suitcase, one suitcase. Wow. That's all I had. And I took that with me. So that all happened within that span of time when you decided saying, okay, you've had enough. Yeah, I've had enough. Else. I had a big farewell. Everybody was so excited. Everybody's so jealous of this <laughs> life I'm going to have. I'm going to be a surfer and things are going to be so good. And then it's felt a bit like 
I just got there and I'm just like, okay, this is great. This feels really weird. What am I doing mm -hmm. here? I left yeah, everything. Yeah. And um, yeah, but I, that was like the best experience that could have happened to me because I had left. And I'm like, even if I say I want to do something and I don't like it, I'm very persistent and I go with it. I finish everything I start. I would never just stop in the middle. I'd like okay. to see things through because I can't bear living with the thought of I didn't give it my all. Okay. And then one day wake up and wonder, could I have done this any differently and regret? Like, I can't deal with regret. Mm -hmm. That is something I can't deal with. So I'm like, okay, I'm not going to go back on a plane. Like, how does this look like? Like, all my friends, like, they were all there at this farewell. Like, I'm not just going to, yeah. I'm not just going to leave. So then, yeah, I got my stuff together. But also at this time, you were using up all your savings, if I'm correct. Because I mean, as a German, I was pretty well okay. planned and situated okay, so and how much I can spend perfect. per day. Okay, so I had, okay, that, okay. I had that all figured out. Great. I gave myself a six-month timeline in Bali. Nice. I knew I had to leave for a month in between for a visa run. So okay. I went for a month to Sydney. I uh, spent also some time in Singapore. Like I just, yeah. it was the best experience because yeah. yeah. usually I'm like, I don't travel alone. I always need to travel with someone. Like yeah. what, what a waste of like getting a ticket, going somewhere. And then, you know, I always need some company. Like I need to have fun. Yeah. I need to always be entertained. Yes. So this time was the first time I had to rely on myself for entertainment and just make friends, you know, like I, I'm quite sociable, but I'm not good at walking up to strangers, okay. right? You walk, you give me that green light and then okay. I'm all game. Okay. Yeah. So I made some beautiful connections. I had a great time and it was also again, like food in Bali. It's just amazing. Like I didn't go to any of the fancy restaurants. I would go to the Verongs. I would Street get food, food poisoned yeah. and I would go back to the <laughs> same place and try it again, blame my white person stomach, you know? So, um, uh, yeah, it was a really, really good experience. And then I, six months later came back to Dubai just because that time was done Still thought I wasn't ready for Dubai. And then I had an opportunity to go to LA. Nice. And then because I was all in that, you're such a free spirit yeah. now. You have one suitcase. You can go wherever you go. <laughs> Backpack. So then, you know, I was seeing someone that said, why don't you come to LA? And I was like, yeah, why not? Yeah, that sounds great. I'm just going to go on a 16-hour flight to a country <laughs> I've, I've never been to. I was, if anything, too much of a yes person, you know? Okay. But that still served me really well okay. because it was still in this whole experience of like get out of your comfort yeah. zone. Yeah. You know, yeah. don't ask questions. Yeah. Just do it. Eat. Go. Fall in love. Whatever. Like yeah. what is the worst that's going to yeah. happen? You're going to have a great experience. Yeah. Uh, you have a great story to tell. Yeah. You know? I think figuring out things as you go is more interesting than having a template enhancing okay i'm gonna do this 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 at this exactly time. i can't i can't like if i see a door i must know what's behind it i can't just walk by it and even if that door is scary whatever you just close and walk back out but at least you try it so it really in la is where my my passion for food increased even more because it's such a melting pot for all types of different cuisines, right? You have like the Asian culture, the Asian community, and you have the Mexicans, the Hispanics, the, 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 yeah, everything. Yeah, and yeah. then all these beautiful marriages of food 
come yeah. together you know like my, my, my favorite thing at one point was tacos right i was like this is so cool so you have this piece of bread right made out from corn or something yeah. else yeah. and it's very inexpensive and you have infinite toppings yeah. you know and it's just um i mean i know there's some good places here but the way i ate yeah. tacos over there yeah. was blew my mind yeah. like every day i would just like Okay, so taco for a dollar, I want this, I want this, I want that. So, yeah, like my senses food-wise were just like blown away. Okay. And then because I had just gotten to LA and I kind of like had all my spendings, all my savings had kind of gone out the drain. Um, I had to wait for my green card. So I'm just sitting in this gray zone of like can't really go out and yeah. buy all this food that I want to eat. Yeah. So I must make it myself now. So this is where I really started to start making my own tacos, start making my own stuff and then um, invite family and friends. And at one point, even I was thinking of like, maybe I should turn this into a business kind of thing like similar to my supper club okay. now okay but then i was like no i'm not going to be the white girl who came to america <laughs> to make tacos like there's tacos all over the place yeah. right yeah. it's like coming here it's very hard to have a lebanese supper yes. club you know with all the great lebanese yeah. food that you can yes. have so you want something that stands out but i did have a lot of free time on my hands there and i was just doing everything from scratch i was doing bread from scratch i was doing pasta from wow. so this is really how i got more into food of not just putting a package together with some great okay. ingredients and making something cool. Just like going more and more scratching the surface of like the actual ingredients. You so know? this all wasn't learned anywhere in a uh, institute. At, at this, this point, at this point, I had not gone to any institute. Okay. Um, and I had just started discovering. Actually, I even went on YouTube and I was like, how to cut like a chef. <laughs> and I was like, no, I want to do this properly. <laughs> I was like, I kept trying to bear claw. And I remember how difficult that was. And I was like, it needs to look natural. Which brings me back. I remember when I was 14, everybody was started to smoke in Lebanon. I was like, me and my best friend were like, we have to start smoking. We're like, yeah, but we don't look stupid. So we have to practice at home. We practice for like a whole day how no to way. smoke and inhale properly. <laughs> So that when we start sitting with people, oh, it looks like we've always no been smoking. <laughs> this is the craziest thing I've heard. So this is what I wanted to look like if anybody sees me hold a knife. And then I just started to do that. And that's a good thing with internet, right? You can just go yeah. online yeah. and there's videos now. So how to cut like a pro, how to do this like a pro, yeah. how to not do this yeah. and look like an yeah. idiot. Yeah. So, um, and again, I had so much time on my hands. So... Yeah, that's that's what I was doing there. Came back and then I spent some time in LA. And then I think I really remember, realized that Dubai is actually an opportunity, mm -hmm. you know, but it's different here. I'm coming back at like almost 30. And yeah, I think, yeah, I think I was 30 when I came back. And when I came here, I was 21 the first time. Like yeah. the first time yeah. I didn't really have options. I just like followed you know my what my parents wanted me to yeah. do because your sister was here you said okay yeah you back. know you're just here you're like you didn't really it's not like i didn't appreciate it but i didn't know what this like i didn't know what i can do with this yeah. place right yeah. so then having been there and i mean once once you live here and you see the opportunities yeah. and then you compare it to you yes. know the western yes. world you're like oh 
I actually have everything I need there. And in terms of opportunity, I think that's there, you know, and like the same job you do back home, you do in Dubai, but you kind of get paid more for it. Yeah. Okay, of course, every now and then, you know, I'm not saying it's perfect, but you can, yeah. you can find what's as yeah. close as perfect to you. Yeah. Um, so you like hired a Dubai calling kind of a thing. Yeah, I was like, okay, I'm in Hollywood. Los Angeles is great, but I feel like I'm always poor. <laughs> Everything that I want to yeah. do, yeah. you know, it's just like that life that we see on TV. Like yeah. you see Venice Beach on TV. Yeah. It's like this beautiful strip and everyone's yeah. like, like in the Barbie movie, having a great time. In reality, Venice Strip is all just junkies and homeless people. And you can't really walk because homeless people over there are also mentally disturbed. Yeah, like unstable, yeah. right? Um, so it's it's just not what you see. You see something on TV, yeah. and then you see the reality. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, I know it's different when you live somewhere and you're raised like that. Yeah. You know, you, it becomes home. Yeah. But for me, having come. First lived in Lebanon, you know, which is a very secure place. Yeah. I mean, the, a part of politics yeah. and stuff. Yeah. And then having been here and again feeling very safe, yeah. having lived in Bali and feeling safe. Yeah. And then having gone to LA and I did not feel safe. Um, I'm not going to get into like how homeless people try to um, break in, but wow. <laughs> that did happen two times. It's like, what am I doing here? Like... Yeah, this is great, but like vacation days, income, income taxes, like all these things, yeah, you know, yeah. and I have family here, like not too much, but yeah. like everything just felt so far away, like 12 hours time difference, you yeah. know, like their 9 a.m. is my 9 p.m. It was awkward. And uh, I, I did try to go into media there. So I did everything. I, I got the job. Before I got a job, I would pick up furniture from the street that people throw out, take it home, brush it up a little bit, sell it on all these websites as like antique stuff because you just need to set a story. So that worked out. And then I was like, okay, I did this American life. This is great. Thank you very much. I want to go back to Dubai. Okay. I have some things in mind that I want to do. And I knew that I wanted to go to culinary school, but I wanted to do it in Dubai because I know I can get myself a job here, back in media, yeah. and kind of like do Deep this simultaneously. Yeah. And it worked out exactly like that. So came here, went to culinary school. Um, of course, it's not like you walk out and everybody just becomes the best chef. Yeah. But you do walk out and whatever you were good at yeah. is sort of like fine-tuned. Um, it's a little bit like life hacks on crack, right? It's just like instead of you seeing something on Instagram that goes like, oh, I never knew that before. It's just fed to you all the time. Yeah. And there's so many basics so many important things that you learn in color in your school that are, you know, very essential to anything that you do and how to store and how to whatever. Mm. I mean, you've talked to other chefs. I'm sure they've... The proper way of how to do... Yeah, and the do. proper way is all about saving time, yeah. right? How to save costs, how to save time, yeah. you know, but how to do things right. Yeah. So it was a really, really good experience. So just during culinary school, yeah. I also had some time to kind of like... I really miss tacos. And my partner back then was really into that too. Okay. And I was constantly like pushed into like, make me this, make me that. We miss this okay. back from home, okay. et cetera, et cetera. Um, so, and, and I like when people ask me 
to do something yeah you know this is yeah. like okay this is a great idea okay. i got this oh but you've never done this before i was like don't worry i yeah. got this yeah. and they're going yeah. to be perfect and it's just going to be as good yeah. um so then i wanted to kind of start by introducing tacos so this isn't like let's say 2019 something like that okay. and there weren't too many um mexican restaurant joints around here i think now we have some good stuff yeah but back then i kind of just missed having that traditional taco not meat with cheese and stuff yeah, you yeah, know yeah, what yeah. you would get at like um yeah so i tried to start off with like a taco supper club um according to guests it went great according to me it was just like a lot of work because in the essence it is it's I don't want to say it's fast food like a burger, but it's fast paced, right? Yeah. Like you have your hot bread, you need a topping. It's like battery work. Yeah. Like this person does this, this person yeah. does that, la yeah. la la. Yeah. It needs to go on your plate in your mouth. Yeah. So for one person with no help from anyone, um, trying to feed eight people, you yeah. know, six course tasting menu of tacos in due time and it all to be hot was just too much work so no matter how much i priced it for the person it was just like this concept is not working it doesn't work for one person to do homemade yeah. if i maybe had help yeah. or you know my partner was into that too yeah, yeah. kind of like serving and yeah, stuff yeah. then it would have probably worked a bit better but that was a one-man show yeah um yeah, so then I kind of like killed that subject for a bit and that's really when COVID hit, hit, hit okay. and we all had to stay home. Yeah. I was done with yeah. culinary school and you know how during COVID we were all hanging around with this one group of people yeah. and if this one group of people went and saw anyone else, we're like, who did you see? Yeah. Yeah? Did they have a report that they're healthy? Yeah. So you went and saw somebody outside of this group. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think you need to quarantine. So <laughs> yeah, we were we were constantly together. So yeah. it was um, a bunch of guys and girls, and we were mostly hanging around at my apartment at a very big kitchen. And because I was into cooking, somebody else was into DJing, somebody else was into making drinks. Everybody kind of had their role, and there was nothing really better to do than to yeah. have brunch every day. Yeah. Right. Sounds what like a party every day. Cocktails. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Is it happy hour? I was like, sure. It's 11. <laughs> it's COVID. Yeah. It's always a good time. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there was just a lot of like feasting at home. And then um, because I had done pasta um, all the time, the guys were like, okay, let's do pasta all together. And I was like, oh, pasta for six people. You know, that's a lot of work mm -hmm. for one person. I mean, you've come to the yeah, 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 yeah. you've come to the pasta making. making. You can see how much work it is. It yeah. looks really chill, you know, yeah. but like making that for a big group of people. Yeah. And back then I had one pasta machine and like I, I had less tools than I have yeah. today. Yeah. Also space wise, etc. So I was like, no, 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 I'm not doing this alone. We are going to make this into a workshop. Went on Amazon, ordered a few nice, nice things. We did a really nice setup. And then we were just posting things online of like the pasta experience and stuff. And then people were like, this is so great. How can we do this? Wow. And I was like, oh, this sounds like a good <laughs> business plan. So once kind of like the situation got easier and people kept inquiring, because yeah. then it started to become my thing, just like, making pasta and posting, making pasta and posting. Yeah. Um, so I was like, yeah, sure. Um, yeah, this exists. This is the 
the pasta making class, yeah. you know, so we make pasta and then you get to eat it in like a family style uh, late lunch yeah. and it's BYOW, right? Because yeah. I thought that makes sense. Yeah. It's much easier for people to just bring what they want to drink. Yeah. The first time I did try to, because I did, I wasn't familiar with the subject. I was like, yeah, yeah, I'll serve alcohol. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, I don't know. Like, I can't cook because I have to constantly yeah. gin tonic. What yeah, do you want? Ginger yeah, ale, something? Yeah, you know? Yeah. I was like, this is this is not gonna work. So BYOW to yeah. not to be perfect. And uh, yeah, so then I had a couple of these going on, and that was really cool. And I had a really good time, you know, um, in the class itself because you know, actually making pasta is not as difficult as you think. Yeah. You know, I have people that come, they've never cooked or anything and i tell them you don't need to cook you have an egg and you have flour yeah you just need to knead you need to knead for a while and sometimes you need to knead a little bit longer sometimes you need to add a little bit water sometimes you add a little yeah. bit more flour so yeah. there's not too much that can go wrong yeah. when you knead out a pasta dough and also it doesn't really have to rest like you know like a focaccia dough or something yeah. you know there's yeah. no yeast involved it's and it's like a therapy also the whole experience feels very exactly. soothing and very nice and i feel like when guests come and especially the ones that have never done anything mm. and they get to do it there is this pride there's like look at my dough yeah, yeah i i yeah. made this yeah, yeah she didn't help me no it was it was yeah. me i did this on my yeah. own yeah. uh yeah it's kind of cute to see so i was kind of getting a high from you know people actually yeah. enjoying something that i'm so passionate about and then the pasta uh, dining experience yes. was also organically born because people were like, so what if I only want to eat pasta? This is another very wow. great idea, Jane Doe. Um, okay, cool. And then I was like, how can I do that? But I didn't want to be known as like the Italian pasta yeah. queen. And people did try to say that in the beginning. They were like, oh, the Italian. And I would go straight away. I'm like, no, please. I'm not saying I don't want to be, but like I use pasta as a vehicle with my own sources, yeah. you know, my own. And I try to be sustainable. I use only local ingredients, etc. Like trying to, to give back to the con to the community wherever I am. Right. Yeah. So if I was in, I don't know, Timbuktu, I would use whatever is available there. Yeah. Um, yeah so I came up with like a six course tasting menu. And it had things on the menu like a shish barak version and stuff, like things that I grew up with. And I mean, you've come to a few of these yeah. dinners. No, you've come to the last one. Yeah. And like you can see, it's not your traditional Italian yeah. food. And pasta exists everywhere. I mean, you have it in your culture. You yeah. have it in... You, you really have a pasta version everywhere you go. And whenever I travel, even before I realized that this is what I want to do and this is what I'm into, I've always wanted everything i've always wanted to taste everything pasta so wherever i traveled to i would find the pasta dish of that country yeah you know like i'd go to georgia i'm like what is the pasta dish of this yeah, country yeah, yeah. wherever i go yeah. you know went to the states as a mac and cheese i was like this is as good as it gets okay but like you know so that has always been my thing and um so and even when i was really small um as a as a half german i should really like potatoes i don't really no like potatoes no i'm not big on potatoes i would always prefer a pasta side so if okay. my mom made like a stew like a goulash okay which i also had on the menu um i want it with buttered noodles she gave me shit in the beginning but then it just became my thing and i would just eat it with buttered noodles and then i did that on a menu for the guests i was like you're going to have the way that i eat it yeah. and it was great obviously it was an elevated dish but 
so yeah. you know it's why a little not? bit of you in all the dishes yes thank you <laughs> i do add a little bit of <laughs> um yeah so that was kind of my thing it was never about italian pasta it was just about i love everything pasta yeah even though i have a gluten intolerance so you can see it's um it's a tough love wow but i suck it up because it tastes phenomenal um yeah so that's really how the pasta dining experience started for a supper club when people spend you know x amount of money so they want a full experience which is you know which is not like a restaurant experience it's like a very intimate experience so did you get lost in all of this or were you clear about what kind of an experience you wanted to give them of course i think there's a lot of thought process that goes into anyone who tries to sell something yeah. you know am i being fair are people getting what they paid for am i cheating them am i asking for too much like of course you want to check all that yeah. before you put it out there because you also want to be confident that when you do and sometimes somebody says oh this is pretty expensive you're like no this is this is not like for what you're getting yeah. at and i'm not just talking about my supper club but what you're getting at so many places let's yeah. say at a price point of 375 to 450 yeah. you're getting a six course tasting menu yeah. there's always a welcome drink yeah. um if you don't bring your drink but you do want a drink which you should always get your drink if you do want your drink <laughs> the host will never let you down you know there's always an emergency because they don't want you to have a bad yeah. time so yeah you're having a six course tasting menu sometimes eight with some other people even more yeah. and you walk out full um entertainment is taken care for it is the the most comfortable space where it's okay to go completely on your own yeah right it's not yeah. like oh you're here on your own because yeah. you're all you're all strangers yes. right so um it's actually even nicer to probably come on your own for a yeah. change or come with your partner but kind of like you know you're here to meet other people yeah. um so you want to make sure that the concept you put out there is authentic it's real you're being fair and you're passionate about it because once you are authentic then you don't really have to sell too much anymore people yeah. see that yeah. you know and i've i've of course there has like i i didn't really feel worried about my concept because i did check the boxes for myself i was like are you being real are you being fair are you staying true yeah. to who you are to yeah. what you believe in to what you're passionate about you know you say you're using these ingredients yeah. are you using these ingredients yeah. you know don't cheat your guests in yeah. general if there's something i believe in it's karma you know Because don't don't cheat people because yeah. it will come back to you yeah. and don't think that just because you know they're not a chef or they don't know how to put this dish together yeah. that they're not going to be able to taste that you have changed something or maybe used a cheaper produce or something yeah. you know yeah. and this is also a thing in dubai like how many places do we go to that were great and then the trend is it just doesn't taste the same yeah you know what did they change did they change the chef yeah did they start to get stingy cheap you know yeah. add a little bit of MSG powder here yeah, and there right yeah, so yeah, yeah. and you can also tell from from your body afterwards it tells you everything yeah. you know you go home and you're like okay this yeah. tastes like i had msg today yeah. you know and yeah. if it wasn't there you you feel different because i've seen you going and picking up things because when we were trying to uh, work on a project 
I remember you saying that you have the people that you go and buy things from, whether it's meat or, you know, fruits and you wake up early and all of this is sourced before, you know, you cook a meal. So there is nothing that you leave as uh, something wherein, you know, you don't ignore the little detail which makes that experience a perfect one. What I did learn, for example, at culinary school, which I really took away from one of the chefs was... Um, especially when it comes to eating meat produce, right? Um, us as, as people, yeah. you know, if, if we're in a bad mood or we're upset or something, like our muscles are tense, yeah. um, our body language is off. Um, and animals are exactly the same way, right? So there is a difference. So if you're consuming a cow or a chicken, beef, whatever it is, um, it does make a big difference to kind of know that that animal has been eating well and been treated well because, I mean, it's a living being at the end yeah. of the soul. So you're, yeah. you're consuming that anger or that happiness or, or anything like that. Yeah. And a lot of times when people are like, I've been to places where it's like, I've cooked this meat for ages and it's still chewy. I'm like, it was a sad cow, yeah. you know? <laughs> And uh, that's why, especially when it comes to, to meat, like I almost know the name of the cow, you know, <laughs> um, I cannot not eat meat. I think back in the days, I think the way we used to eat a hundred years ago is the right way. Yeah. You know, it wasn't, it, you weren't able to have chicken or meat every day. Yeah. It was not available. Yeah. You have like four chickens running around. So this week we eat one, yeah. then they make more, they will grow. By the yeah. time these are grown up, we'll have run out of these. The way we eat eggs, you know, yeah. um, makes also a difference. Sometimes I play that game with guests. I'm yeah. like, okay, if you see the difference, an organic egg, this one might be yellow. This one is a little bit orange. Sometimes you get two yolks because you can't control nature. Guests always like to ask me, so was your flour from this pasta the best mm. ever? And I almost wait for that question because I'm like, thank you for asking. <laughs> this is local flour. Okay. Um, this is not fancy flour brought in from Italy. Um, I know that we don't necessarily grow the grain here. I mean, we don't yeah. produce it here, yeah. but we're able to grow it. And we have a couple of suppliers. Something I took away whenever I did go to Italy or anywhere else. What makes this dish so amazing? What makes this tomato so great? What makes anything great? If you really listen, they never say it's Italy. It's yeah. anything. It's like, it's from my garden. It's from my butcher. It's from yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. It's never about only eat Italian tomatoes, yeah, only yeah. get Italian flour. Yeah. It is, listen, they are saying eat local, yeah. eat fresh, yeah. be sustainable. Yeah. This is what they're actually trying to tell you. Yeah. And then we go to the supermarkets here and there's like these tomatoes from Holland, this and that, you know, and nobody wants to touch the UAE tomatoes. What do you mean? Just store them. And I also like to give tips to guests and I've been thanked for them. Like how to store your onions, how to store your tomatoes. Leave them a little bit on the balcony. They'll absorb some sun and then they're sweet. Um, oh, wow. And then you can just bring that own flavor. It's all about storing. But what happens at like when you go to the supermarket, that tomato that you see, that is just for show. It's just like a shell of a yeah. tomato. It looks beautiful because they're giving it to you at this moment. Yeah. But it has went on a trip. It went yeah. to the airport. It yeah. went on a plane. It came back down. It yeah. went to security control. It yeah. went back out. It yeah. went back in. Yeah. How great has that... The yeah, life yeah, of that yeah. tomato bin in yeah. that short period of time, right? It's been exposed yeah. to so many different temperatures. temperatures. Yeah. I think one last thing I would want to ask you is for Joe and for the pasta experience. 
what's the next mm, let me see if i want to say that <laughs> <laughs> um obviously this is the direction i want to go in i would of course down the line like to go bigger i do have some ideas in mind but i think the journey that i'm still on now um has been working out for me because i still get to try out new recipes you know with more guests more word of mouth um all of that is coming together and i don't just want to be a person who's like tomorrow i want to open a restaurant like i am a perfectionist when i do things i will do them right and i will give it everything and you know if somebody comes up to me today and goes like here i'm ready to invest great we'll talk about it there yeah. but i have not got to that stage yet but i personally also i'm not chasing going out there and going like okay i must open today like i'm not in a rush things are working out the way i want to i'm still kind of like growing my brand growing myself and i think you you'll find that moment where you know this is it yeah. i must do it now i did think at one point it was towards end of last year and then i was like no I think I'm going to push it a bit further. And you do get pressured from people because they're like, "Shujo, yalla restaurant, what is next?" Yeah. And at one point I was pressured. I was like, "I must open this restaurant now because you know, that's the next level." I must because everyone's asking me, yeah. but I don't have to do anything for anyone. Um That's You should put my number for investors. Okay, they can reach out to you <laughs> just in case we can talk. It's not off the table. Um yeah, no, I definitely want to go bigger. Um I don't know if I want to go into details about the concept but it it will be a little bit of everything. It will be my personality, everything that I like reflected in that. I don't just want to have yeah. a place where you come and eat, you know? I wanted to I can see that. touch many points. Yeah. Entertainment, interaction, like I will never want to stop the workshops. You know, I don't know if it will be like of a, of a communal space or something. Yeah. You know, I'm still figuring that out. But yeah, excited. I think time will tell. We'll know. Yeah, because you know, once that turns around, that is all I yeah. want to do. That's all I want to yeah be involved with. Thank you so much, Joe, Thank for making you. the time today and yeah. talking to us about your love for pasta. And uh, I only know that. this is just going to be bigger and better knowing you you're not going to do anything less inshallah we're so. somewhere i can not <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much jo thank you ken thank you what do we do we kiss now <laughs>